Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For this episode, I'm interviewing Kevin Palmieri. Kevin is the CFO, founder, and co-host of Next Level University, a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with more than 900 episodes reaching over half a million people in more than 120 countries. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you for joining us today. Christina, thank you so very much for having me. I'm excited to see where we go with this today. Oh, me too. (laughs) So before we do that, though, can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Yes. So I am Kevin Palmieri. I am the host, the CFO, and the co-founder of Next Level University. And I get to podcast full-time now, which I'm very, very grateful for that opportunity. But very similar to most other human beings, I have a story of overcoming adversity and really trying to use that adversity to my advantage. And that has become my purpose to help other people get to the next level of their lives. I love that. Well, before we get into some actionable strategies for our listeners to take their life to the next level, can you share your story? Yeah, yeah. So I was raised uh, by my mom and my grandmother. I didn't really meet my dad until I was 27. So I definitely dealt with that loss for most of my life. And when all of my friends decided they were going to go to college after high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew college wasn't the answer. So I job hopped. I worked at a gas station. I cleaned floors and bathrooms at a hospital. I was a personal trainer, a truck driver, a forklift operator. I was many, many things. But I got this unique opportunity to do a job that is in the weatherization industry. So we would save buildings um, energy. We would make them more energy efficient. And we worked Mm -hmm. for government and state buildings. So I made good money, which was wonderful. But by all outside standards, when I was 25, I had any life that any young man would dream of. I had a beautiful girlfriend, I had a nice car, I had a high paying job, a new apartment, the body of my dreams, but I was pretty miserable and I was super insecure and I was living in scarcity. And my girlfriend at the time said, Kev, we should move across the country and we should chase our dreams. I want to move to California. And I gave her every reason in the book not to do it. And she ended up leaving me shortly thereafter. And that was the right thing. And I'm proud of her for doing that. And she went on to chase her dreams, which is amazing. But when she left me, I had to look in the mirror for the first time. Mm. And I realized that I'm super insecure. I'm, I'm somebody who lacks confidence and everybody thinks I have it figured out, but I definitely, I definitely don't. And that's when I first got into self-improvement and personal development. I started with positive affirmations like many people. And I said, I am handsome. I'm talented. I'm worthy. And this year I'm going to make the most money I've ever made in my entire life. And I really leaned into trying to find that level of self-love but I proceeded to search for money. And the next year, I got a promotion to a foreman for the construction weatherization company I was at. And I was just on the road every single week. Mm. But it didn't matter because I was making anywhere from $75 to $100 an hour. So I was, I was all in on that. And we got to the end of the year. 
And I had been on the road for 10 months out of the 12, every single week. And I got my final pay stub and I was standing at my kitchen table because my ex-girlfriend took the chairs (laughs) and I was never home. So I didn't bother buying new ones. And I slid open the envelope and I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. But I felt the same as I had previously when my girlfriend left me. I felt like something was missing. I didn't, I didn't feel any different inside. The external things that I had were not helping my internal state. So I realized in that moment that for most of my life, I had been living unconsciously. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. I started a little podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast, which has now evolved to where we are today. And very similar to how most people start, it was my hobby. It was just a passion project. And as I got more and more into it over the course of that year, I just fell in love with it. I I love the idea of being my own boss. I love the idea of having deep, meaningful conversations that mattered. And I just stopped caring about my job. I stopped caring about the money that it afforded me. And I started calling out. I would leave work early. I would show up late. And it got to the point where I was living in New Hampshire at the time, or actually I was living in Massachusetts. And I would have to be in New Jersey at 7 a.m. on Monday. I would sleep in my bed in Worcester, Mass, Worcester, Massachusetts, from 10 p.m. until like 1 or 1.30 on Sunday, and I would get up, and then I would drive straight to the job site. I would work an eight-hour day, and then I would go to the gym after, and then Fridays were kind of the opposite. And it was just, it was really hurting me. It was pulling me out of alignment. I was worn out. I was burnt out. And I'll never forget this. This is what really shifted my life and, and helped me become the man I am today. I woke up, my alarm went off at probably 5.15 in the morning in a hotel room in New Jersey. It was dark, it was cold, and my alarm goes off. I I sit up, slide to the edge of the bed, and I'm lacing up my work boots, and I've done it a thousand times before. And the best way to explain it, Christina, is there's 10 televisions on in my head, and they're all on different stations. And Mm -hmm. one is saying, you're stuck here forever. One is saying, you'll never make a hundred dollars an hour anywhere else. What will your friends think? What will your family think? And the loudest one was, do you really think you can be a successful podcaster? And it was just this dark, hopeless, helpless feeling. And in that moment, I felt that if I ended my life, I would end my problems as well. Now, Luckily, I had a very good support system around me. I messaged the co-founder and CEO now of our company, Alan, and I said, hey, I'm really going through it. I need some advice. And he said, Kev, so much has changed for you over the last few years, but your environment hasn't changed that much. Mm. And that was very powerful. it, It helped bring light to a dark situation. And Three or four months later, I left that job. I went full-time into speaking, into podcasting, into coaching, into consulting. And now here we are, you know, four years later, and we have 920-something episodes. We've been listened to in 120-plus countries. And we're just... I'm very, very grateful that I get to do this every day. And usually, Christina, people's stories end with that. But after I left that job, it was three, four years of just figuring it out. I was a broke entrepreneur. I put myself into $35,000 worth of debt. So I don't want anybody listening or watching thinking that when I left, I went from that job to where we are today because I basically had to start over completely. And I know that that's not sexy and it's the (laughs) scariest part of the journey, but I think it's also the realest part. And I want to make sure that I'm as transparent with that as I can be. 
Oh, I love it. Yep. Uh, all of us entrepreneurs out there totally understand what you're oh, talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those first few years can be pretty lean. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were they were very, very difficult. But I think it's interesting because and I don't want everybody to be broke. I don't think that, you know, I don't want to put that out there, but right. the the skills and the techniques and the awareness that you must learn when you don't have any money, if you can carry that over to when you do have money, it is a superpower for sure. Oh, absolutely. So now from your story, I've already heard several different ways that you can level up, you know, your life, essentially. I've heard, you know, being more in alignment, you know, watching that self-talk, changing your environment, learning from adversity, you know, letting it teach you. So regardless of what area of life that our listeners are coming from, you know, some are in college, some are retired, some are working uh, in professional fields, some are they're all over, right? So what are some strategies that you have or some suggestions that they can take their life to the next level? This is the biggest one. So I prepped for this, Christina, because I saw that you like action steps and I knew you had do. a short amount of time. So I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, what is the most impactful thing I can say? And I'll start with this quote. The biggest difference between who you are today and who you want to be in the future is your habits. The biggest mm. difference between who you are today and who you were 10 years ago or five years ago or two years ago is your habits. So this is the most impactful thing I can say. If you're listening to this, I want you to think about what you do every single day. For most people, it might be, well, I don't really do the same thing every day. I do a bunch of different things. Okay, perfect. What if you took two new habits under health two new habits under wealth, and two new habits under love. Imagine how different your life could look a year from today. So two new habits under health can be as easy as drinking a gallon of water a day, or depending on your weight, drinking the appropriate amount of water for your weight and weighing yourself or tracking your calories or getting more sun or getting more sleep, whatever that may be. That, that would be your two health habits. Under wealth, imagine if every day at some point you tracked your finances. You went into your bank account, you went into your business bank account, and you tracked, okay, how much money did I spend? How much money did I make? And what is the difference? And then another habit on that would be, I'm going to stop buying unnecessary things. I used to get a coffee every time I went to our podcast studio. And if you go to the studio five times a week and you spend $4 on a coffee, that's 20 bucks a week. And that adds up over yeah. the course of 52 weeks, right? That is a lot, a lot of money. So that right there, those two things will change your financial future more than you realize. You just have to understand the time perspective of small things adding up over years. And then the love thing. Uh, easy. If you're in a relationship, my fiance and I, every night before we go to bed, we tell each other what we're grateful for about each other. Aww. That's one habit. And it's one of those things. It takes, you know, it takes 10 seconds, it takes 30 seconds, it takes a minute. So that's super valuable. And then if you're not in a relationship, what can you do for self-love? Maybe it's having a bath. Maybe it's giving yourself a a head massage. Maybe it's writing down positive affirmations. Maybe it's writing down five things that you're grateful for. If you can really, really lock those in and understand that it's not that difficult to do those things every day, it, it, isn't, it isn't the beginning, right? Because challenging, it's always challenging to start a new habit. But 
if you can lock those in, you have no idea how much progress you can make over the course of a year, two years, five years, 10 years. The biggest difference between where I was when I was telling my story and where I am today is the fact that I measure 24 habits a day. I do the same habits every single day. Now, that's extreme, and I'm trying to be the most peak-performing version of myself, so that's not for everybody. But I think that there is a misconception that if we are too strict with our habits, it constrict us. It constricts us. When really, when you're strict about what you're doing, you get more done so you can actually do more of what you want later. And I think that's an important distinction for our listeners today. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And there's several, well, you're on the next level, right? So yes. no, we're trying to get <laughs> so, to the next level so it's forever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to start out at the next level. No, uh, no. <laughs> well, I love the fact that these are, are tiny slash micro habits, right? Because they're doable and, and they compound over time. Uh, excellent advice. Starting is, is the easiest thing. Right. You're yeah. a podcaster, Christina. I'm a podcaster. We were talking a little podcasting before we get in here. And we gave a speech to a, a high school class recently. And I said, I'm going to tell you something that I don't think a lot of people tell you. Starting a podcast is super easy. It's the easiest it's ever been. And it's only getting easier. Going and signing up for a gym membership is pretty easy. I mean, you just give them some of your hard earned money and you sign a piece of paper and <laughs> you're in. But after that, it's, it's what do you do? about that. What do you do with those new decisions that you've made? And I think that finding a way to build in accountability, that is the biggest difference between people who make it with their habits and they don't. So find somebody in your life who also wants better. Find somebody in your life who can help you stick to the things that you really want to continue doing. If many of us let ourselves down, myself included, I let myself down. I hit snooze today. If you had a friend who let you down as many times as we let ourselves down, we probably wouldn't stay friends for, with them for very long, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's understandable why some of us struggle with having belief or we struggle with our level of self-love or self-worth because if we're breaking the promises to ourselves, we're hurting those parts of ourselves. So find that accountability and if you can build that in, lock that in, it's going to make everything a little bit easier. Yeah. Well, and I also love the the idea of habits because once they become a habit, you're not using conscious mental energy. So you're able to use that because we have a limited amount every day, right? So you're able to use that on getting creative and and taking your life to the next level. Yeah. I mean, think about driving. I remember the first time my mom took me driving. Oh. <laughs> I, I was like, this is going to be pretty easy. And I took a turn doing about 40. And my mom was like, hey, you know, the brakes are there, right? And I said, <laughs> I do now. I do now. I didn't, I didn't at the time, but now I can drive while listening to this podcast while thinking of what I'm going to say at the speech. And it's all unconscious. I'm not even thinking about it. Habits are the same, are the same way. When you get it ingrained that when I wake up, I put my headphones in and I listen to something educational while I, I walk to the living room to do my mobility before I go to the gym, it becomes part of your identity. So your habits help you create your identity. So if you say, I'm not the type of person who learns, that just means that your habits have proven to you that you're not the type of person who learns. When you start to shift your habits, you start to shift your identity. I'm not the type of person who stops for coffee every day. I make coffee at home to save money. 
completely different identity. So I think that we have to really check in with who do you think you are? How do you talk about yourself? And what results are those creating for you in your life? Oh, I love that. So I'm hearing some other action steps here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, like I said earlier, hyperconscious. What does hyperconscious mean? It means acutely aware, mm-hmm. right? Acutely aware. Always a layer deeper with the clarity, with the intention that we're living with. So another wonderful action step is getting crystal clear on what do you actually want? Like, what is the result you're actually chasing and why are you chasing it? And then you can leverage that human conditioning even more. So I might say, um, I want to lose weight to be more healthy. And that's the first layer. Yes, I want to lose weight because I want to be healthier. Awesome. Is that the actual root cause of why I want to lose weight? Or do I want to look better on the beach? Do I want to look better in pictures this summer? Do I want to look better to a prospective mate if you're out there and you're and you're single? So that's a whole nother thing is sitting with your thoughts and realizing, okay, why do I want what I want? And how do I leverage a little bit of extra why power to get there? I think a lot of us are afraid to tap into the emotion behind our decisions. And truthfully, the only way to really accomplish the goals that you want is to have emotion behind them. You have to have some sort of skin in the game or you're going to tap out when it gets difficult. And Christina, you know this, it will get difficult many times in in the journey. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I love the combining of um, emotion. And, well, and I love that you mentioned essentially self-awareness because that is a meta skill. Yeah. It's hard because it's you don't learn it. I, yeah. was never, I was never taught how to reflect. I was never taught how to look back into my past. And I believe that learning, right? I have a bookshelf. You can't see me if you're listening to this, but I have a bookshelf behind me that has books on it. I have learned, I have read many, many books, and that's awesome. And I think that's super, super valuable. But when's the last time somebody came up to you and said, hey, what's the last thing you unlearned? It doesn't happen that often. And that goes hand in hand with self-awareness. One of the reasons I have dealt with a low level of self-worth throughout my life is because when my dad left, I internalized that as not being good enough. And then, okay, let's go a layer deeper. I have a bunch of examples of when I have not felt good enough in my life. That is now my conditioning. That is what I'm fighting against. Now, if you were raised in a wonderful household where your family said, you can do anything you want, you're amazing, you're talented, the sky is the limit for you, maybe you have a very high level of self-belief. And it's because of the environment you were raised in. So getting crystal clear on that and really understanding that self-awareness is not only a superpower, but self-awareness is the fulcrum to you understanding how to leverage your actual conditioning. One of the reasons I work so hard, Christina, is because I don't feel good enough. I mean, fully full transparency. I tend to over prep for things because I don't think I'm going to succeed where other people might under prep because they're, they think they'll succeed by default. And yeah, I don't think either is right or wrong. I just think if you can turn your conditioning into something that helps you rather than hinders you through expanding your self-awareness, you can be a completely different human being. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I love that you mentioned why power as mm. well. Uh, it, it, Cause that also helps people realize if, 
you know, some talk about conditioning, right? That Mm -hmm. you actually have a goal for yourself that you really don't want for yourself is something that you inherited from someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other end too, of how do you, how do you succeed at something well beyond your current capabilities? One of the ways is to do it for something greater than yourself. Yeah. I, I know for certain, Christina, that when I couldn't pay my bills, at the beginning of this journey, if I was only doing it for the money, or if I was only doing it for the quote unquote fame that I thought I was going to get eventually, or for ego, I never would have made it. But it's never been, I won't say it's never been about me because it was in the beginning, but it's less about me than it ever has been. It's about the mission. It's about yeah. the journey. It's about setting a goal that requires you to become way more than you are today. It's not about getting the goal. It's about who do I have to become in order to come close to the capability required to get that goal. And I just think that on both ends, maybe you're trying to live a life based on other people's expectations. That is very, very common. But I think you also have to check in on, okay, why am I actually trying to accomplish this? Is it for shallow things or is it for some deep, meaningful, heart-driven purpose beyond me? And if that's the answer, I guarantee you will make it further. And when you get to whatever your high level set point is, you'll be way more fulfilled. And I think that's the measurement for alignment in the grand scheme of things anyway. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I love what you said, who do I have to become, Mm. right? To accomplish what I want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Do you recommend uh, like visualization? What would you recommend for that? Yeah, hundred percent. I think visualization, I think journaling is super important. I have something that I do now that has really helped me live in a more of an abundant mindset versus scarce where every day I have a habit. It's called manifestation visualization. And for a minimum of 10 minutes, I watch a mansion tour or a sports car review and what I'm doing is making that normal. It's normal to look at multi-million dollar houses now. Now, is that going to make me have one tomorrow? Absolutely not. I wish it worked that way, but it doesn't. <laughs> it's just reconditioning me to think, well, that's normal now. It's yeah. normal for me to see a, a $5 million house. You know, We're having a retreat at a $2.5 million house, and it's like, I want to make that normal. I want that experience to be normal. I want that abundance to be normal. So I think... When you visualize, it's so important to feel it. Writing it is amazing and that helps your subconscious mind and and helps you program it for sure. But there has to be emotion behind it. You have to feel it. You have to smell it. You have to taste it. Feel the wind in your hair. Hear the waves crashing. Whatever it is for you, emotionalizing it locks it in. And if you can feel it and emotionalize it, I think that that visualization or those journaling prompts can really, really make a big difference. Yeah, I love and I love the neuroscience behind it, right? We're mm-hmm. having our brain experience it, so it's normal, so it's attainable, so it doesn't trigger. There's so much behind that. Yes, yes, yeah. of course. And and there's layers. There's layers to everything, right? Oh, yes. Now, we could talk like forever, I think, <laughs> on this. <laughs> but so our listeners, let's say we gave them a taste, they want to know some more. So can you share a little bit about your products uh, and services? Yeah, the the thing I always go to is the podcast. Um, we do seven episodes a week. Our thing is heart driven, but no BS. Holistic self improvement for entrepreneurs. That's what we're going for. We want to put self improvement, personal development in the pocket of every human being on the planet from anywhere for free. So that is really what we're playing for. Seven episodes a week, every single day, 
And if you liked what we talked about today, that is where you can find us, Next Level University, all the major podcast platforms, as well as YouTube. And if you want to reach out to me, feel free to on Instagram. I am at Never Quit Kid. That is the best place to get a hold of me. Oh, I love that. Never Quit Kid. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, okay. So your final piece of advice for our listeners. Um, it's going to be a little bit different. This is something we didn't really touch on, but I would have you, if you're listening to this, ask yourself this question. Are the people in my life the best from my past or the best for my future? Ooh. The community aspect, the people that you surround yourself with, going back to my story, my environment didn't change. You can plant the biggest, strongest tree in toxic soil and that tree is going to struggle, struggle, struggle to thrive at the levels it should. So really check in with who and what you're surrounding yourself with. And that can be a wonderful place to start for every human being. Oh, that is amazing advice. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Kevin. Thank you for having me, Christina. I appreciate your time and this was wonderful. If you'd like to learn more about Kevin, visit his website at nextleveluniverse.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.